I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What's going on today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I wanted to tell your listeners about a very interesting booklet that just came out from the United States Senate Special Committee on Aging. It's called Fighting Fraud, Top 10 Scams Targeting Our Nation's Seniors. Now, how did they come up with the top 10? The Senate Committee on Aging maintains a fraud hotline, which I'll share with your listeners at the end of this show. And the booklet lists the scams in the order of the number of complaints that they've received. The top complaint is maybe no surprise. It's the IRS scam. And they estimate that three out of four calls received on the committee's hotline involved the IRS scam. And Patty, that's certainly true of our hotline here. Most of my calls are people reporting this scam, and the calls are increasing in intensity as we approach our tax season. Wow, but you'd think that by now people would know about this scam and not be fooled by a phone call. And that's generally true, but it's not always the case. The Treasury Inspector General has called the IRS impersonation scam, quote, the largest, most pervasive impersonation scam in the history of the IRS with losses close to $65 million a year, end quote. And as more people become aware of this scam, the crooks are changing their tactics and coming at us from different angles. Well, what kind of angles? What does that mean? Well, for example, the IRS is now using collection agencies to collect back taxes, and I've talked about this before, and those agencies will call you, unlike the IRS itself. So a scammer can call pretending to be one of these collection agencies. Now, to guard against this, the IRS is letting people know that they will always get a letter first before being contacted by a collection agency. And I've mentioned this every time I do a presentation, and I think I've mentioned it on this show. Wow. So how are the crooks getting around that? Well, apparently the crooks are now calling and claiming that they are following up on a letter that the IRS previously sent. Seems like the crooks are always just one step ahead. Yes, and as I've said before, they're getting more aggressive. They accuse the victim of owing back taxes and penalties and threaten retaliation, like home foreclosure, arrest, and deportation unless you pay immediately. Mm -hmm. And how are you supposed to pay that? Well, they give you a variety of ways to pay. Certified check, credit card, electronic wire transfer, gift cards, and the latest seems to be iTunes cards. Well, that must be an immediate red flag if they ask you to pay by any kind of gift card. Doesn't that help you to know that it's a scam? Why do people still fall for it? Well, one of the things the crooks now do is to spoof the phone number of the IRS or another governmental agency. That means that on your caller ID, it will look like the call is coming from the 202 Washington, D.C. area code, and the words Internal Revenue Service might appear. Also, the crooks are spoofing the numbers of local law enforcement agencies, so you might see the number of the local police department come up on your caller ID. Oh, that is terrible. So if someone sees Internal Revenue Service or Santa Barbara Police Department come up on their caller ID, I imagine they're more likely to believe that the call is legitimate. Does the IRS have any tips to help taxpayers identify these suspicious calls? 
Yes, there are actually several. First of all, the IRS will never call you and demand immediate payment. You will first get a bill. And the IRS will never demand payment without giving the taxpayer a chance to dispute the bill and work out some kind of a payment plan. Also, they will never ask for a credit or debit card number over the phone. They will never threaten to send local police or to have someone arrested. And finally, they will never ask for a specific method of payment, like a gift card. So anytime the caller demands immediate payment or payment with a gift card, you can be sure it's a scam. That's right. If someone gets one of these calls, where should they be reported? A couple of places. As I've mentioned before, report to the FBI at www.ic3.gov, the Federal Trade Commission at ftc.gov, and I've got a new place. They can also report to the U.S. Senate Fraud Hotline, 1-855-303-9470. Does it really do any good, Vicki, to call these numbers and report? Yes, actually it does, and I'll give you an example. In May of 2016, because of a tip given to the Senate hotline, a total of 15 people were ultimately arrested and prosecuted for the IRS scam, including five in Miami. And as a result of these arrests, there was a very steep decline in the number of these cases that were reported. So the bottom line is reporting can be effective. Absolutely. And Patty, I also wanted to tell your listeners where they could get a copy of this United States Senate Special Committee on Aging report. And they can Google this at United States Senate Special Committee on Aging Fighting Fraud. And this will come up and it's entitled Fighting Fraud top 10 scams targeting our nation's seniors. So if you go online and just Google United States Senate Special Committee on Aging, this fighting fraud report should come up and it's very interesting reading. I'm going to look at it too, Vicki. Thank you so much. So if people want to get a hold of you to tell you about a suspected scam in the Santa Barbara County area, how can they reach you? It's area code 805-568- 2442, and I'll say that again, 805-568-2442. Thank you, Vicki. As always, you've been very, very helpful. I appreciate it. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye now. Bye.